Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, guys? Preseason week two in the books with a... Uh a loss, the first of the Eberflus era as far as preseason games go, uh, to the Colts 24-17 to uh, on Saturday night. Uh, most of you will be listening to this on Monday, so I was going to say last night, but uh, anyway. Um, interesting game, not very entertaining, quite frankly. I mean, it had its moments for sure, and we'll talk about Tyson Badgent, and, and um, you know, I have my own thoughts and opinions on, on what the Bears should be doing uh, with him. Uh, and everything. But aside from that, um, the Bears and Colts had joint practices this week. So I'm guessing for the coaches, that was good enough as far as uh, game action was concerned. The ones going against the ones because none of the ones on either side played uh, in this game, which was good for the second, third and fourth, uh, fourth teamers looking to make the squad. Uh, but not very entertaining for us as fans wanting to see Justin Fields and DJ Moore possibly hook up downfield instead of for a, a dump off pass that becomes a 62 yard touchdown. So, um, but, and I've got thoughts and feelings about that as well. So let's uh, quit messing around and jump right into the show. This is the week, the, the preseason week two review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Hang up the Like I said, the Bears and the Colts had joint practices this week in Indy, so um, there was not any. Uh, there were no starters that played uh, in the game. Uh, Jason McKee, former fullback uh, for the Bears, uh, is their sideline reporter for their ESPN. Uh, now that the Bears are on ESPN one thousand uh, in Chicago for their broadcasts, uh, he's the sideline uh, reporter, and he posted on Twitter last night. Um, a, a list of people that weren't playing. And I felt like it would have been a shorter list if he, if he wrote down the guys that were. Because literally anybody that you would have wanted to see, whether they were starters or somebody that's going to play a lot, they did not play in this game. Uh, the only person that was of starting caliber that played, to my recollection, was Tyreek Stevenson. He was the only one that I can recall seeing out there. I mean, and maybe Jack Sanborn. You know, because he's still in there for, uh, you know, he's still going to be our strong side uh, linebacker. But, you know, it's like I'm going through the list of, like, looking at the defenders right now. Looking at the offense. It looked like, you know, looking at the guys who who made catches and, and ran the football. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing anybody that we would expect to see play against Green Bay you know, on week one uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, aside from like Tyreek Stevenson or Jack Sanborn, you know, well, I guess Dante Freeman uh, is out there. Roshan Johnson, we'll see those guys play, but they needed uh, reps. But Khalil Herbert, he's the penciled in starter right now. He did not play uh, on Saturday, along with DJ Moore and Chase Claypool, who's hurt anyway. But 
you know, Darno Mooney didn't play and, and so on and so forth. It went along uh, like that. None of the starting offensive linemen uh, played in, in the ball game uh, as well. Same thing for the defensive side. So Gervon Dexter and Zach Pickens were our starting defensive tackles. Uh, Travis Gibson, who I think got elevated on the uh, depth chart after last week's uh, performance against the Titans and Dominique Robinson were our starting, uh, you know, defensive ends uh, in that one. You had Sewell out there with Sanborn uh, and I forget who the middle linebacker was. Uh, maybe it was Sanborn uh, because he was, he would probably be the first guy off the bench if uh, Edmonds was actually hurt, but uh, or hurt during the season. I hear he's banged up right now, but anyway, so, I mean, uh, it was disappointing as far as uh, a fan and, and wanting to watch them play, wanting to see the starters build on what they did last week against the Titans, but you get it. They went ones against ones uh, in practice, and that was enough for for them. Sadly, we as fans didn't get to watch that, but, uh, you know, the uh, the twos, the threes, and the fours, and probably a few fives out there on, on Saturday uh, played between the Bears and the Colts. The Colts came out ahead 24 to 17 and and basically what was you know in the first three quarters we had 17 points 10 by the Bears seven by the Colts and then in the fourth quarter a 24 point explosion the Bears got a touchdown in there and the Colts rattled off 17 uh to come back in and win uh the game because like after going up seven nothing in the second quarter the Bears rattled off 17 straight including that touchdown pass from um from Nathan Peterson Peterman excuse me to uh Doris Fountain in the fourth quarter to put us up 17 to seven. And then the Colts went on a 17, nothing run to uh, take the lead and later win uh, the football game. So yeah, like I said, the game itself was not much to write home about. And as far as the starters not playing uh, last night, I'm only going to say that I don't agree with it or that I don't like it. If, if, they don't play next week against Buffalo. If they don't play against Buffalo next week, then it's stupid. Then they should have played uh, against Indianapolis uh, and everything. Because if they don't play next week against Buffalo, then it will be close to a month between playing seven snaps against Tennessee and then taking the field against the Packers almost a month. Because it's uh, September, it was what, August 12th, when we played last Saturday against the Titans and week one is September 10th. So almost a month to the day since they played any meaningful snaps. I mean, obviously preseason is not meaningful, but you get what I'm saying. Taking some game action snaps, uh, you know, they'll be basically coming off the bench cold to play the Packers uh, week one. So if they don't play next week against Buffalo, then I'm not, I'm not happy with that decision at all. If you weren't going to play them against Buffalo, you should have played them against Indy to get some more game reps in there, play them a little bit longer and all that kind of stuff. If we do what we did last year against Cleveland, where the starters played the entire first half and Justin Fields went off and threw three touchdown passes and everything like that, then this is a no harm, no foul situation. And I see the virtue of calling the joint practice uh, for the starters anyway, good enough for uh, preseason action. I get it. But if they don't play against Buffalo next week, then it was a stupid decision, and I don't like it at all. So that's where I'm at. It's, it's contingent on what happens next Saturday 
afternoon when the Bears and the Bills get together at Soldier Field to close out to the uh, preseason. So, um, you know, if the Bears, if the starters come out and they play for a quarter or maybe even for a full half like they did last year uh, against Cleveland, then great. You know, fantastic. And, you know, I get it. The, you know, the two days of practices served as one game as far as the coaches are concerned, great. But if they don't go out there and play on uh, on Saturday against the Bills, then I, I, I'm not a fan of the decision at all. Then we're talking a month between, you know, seven snaps against the Titans and taking the field for the first game of the season, for the first real game action uh, against the Packers week one. Not a fan of that at all, so... But uh, like I said, there, there wasn't much in the way of uh, fireworks. Uh, the things that I did observe was that, um, you know, Indianapolis is a lot better up front than Tennessee was. Um, the Bears weren't able to push uh, the Colts around on offense, and we gave up four sacks uh, against the, uh, against the uh, Colts. So their, their front, front four and front five were better than us on Saturday because the Bears – constantly under pressure um you know it took us a while to get the running game going that really didn't start taking off until you know about midway to late in the second quarter with Roshan Johnson finally getting some some good runs uh in there he does still continue to show flashes so I'm excited to see what Roshan can do uh this year when the games start to count uh a fullback of ours Robert Burns uh, went in as a tailback in the in the third and fourth quarters. Ended up being the leading rusher for the Bears, five yards a carry. You know, forty yards on eight carries, um, uh, in there. But uh, and we only had one sack uh, against the Colts, but it went to a familiar face uh, in a guy who dominated last week in Terrell Lewis. I mean, this guy's making a, a really great push to be that fourth or fifth defensive end, depending on how many the Bears want to keep when final cutdown. Uh, comes next week after the uh, after the Bills game, so uh, you know, that's that's a battle right there to keep your eye on, because um, obviously Ngakwe is going to make the team. Obviously, Demarcus Walker is going to be on the team. Dominique Robinson is going to make the team. So number four, you know, will that be Rasheem Green? Will that be? Uh, will that be Terrell Lewis? Will it be Travis Gibson? Can we pencil him in at four and then argue about who the fifth uh, is going to be? But if they're only going to keep four, the next Saturday is going to be a very important game for Gibson, Lewis, Rasheem Green, you know, and all that kind of, even though we signed Rasheem Green as a, as a free agent, um, you know, that doesn't mean you can't get cut. And, um, you know, he was running with the starters last week against the uh, Titans, but, um, you know, haven't heard much uh, from him. Uh, at all. I'll tell you who somebody is in danger right now. That would be PJ Walker. Uh, or at least it would appear that he could be uh, in trouble. But here's the thing. The the story of the game obviously was Tyson Badgett and how he played in the second quarter, especially coming off the heels of PJ Walker struggling for the second week in a row. Uh, Walker did not look good last week against the Titans and to tell you the truth, the, the Twitter feeds that I follow, the podcasts that I've listened to, there's not a lot being said positive about P.J. Walker in practice either. So I don't know if he's just struggling to learn the system because this is a brand-new offensive system uh, for him or, or what the situation is there. 
but I was very excited when the Bears brought him in um, because he brings something similar to the table as Justin Fields. So it was like we can continue to run the same offense with P.J. Walker than we did with Justin Fields, only we'll be a step slower, you know, whatever. Um, and P.J. Walker has the experience. He started games for Carolina last year. He won games for Carolina uh, last year. He's got a connection with D.J. Moore. So I don't know if he's struggling because he's playing with the twos uh, or, you know, taking like, – like when we saw Andy Dalton in 2021. You know, poor Andy Dalton's out there with the fifth, sixth, and seventh wide receiver. He's only got like two starters on the offensive line out there and wondering why he's getting his ass handed to him uh, each and every day in the preseason. He just looks so bad. But he actually looked decent, you know, week one. Uh, well, not so much week one. Nobody looked decent week one against the Rams. But week two against the Bengals, before he got hurt, he looked good. You know, it's like, okay, so we're starting to get, you know, now he's practicing with, he's playing with Robinson, he's playing with Mooney uh, and all those guys, and he looked a little bit better. And then, unfortunately, he got hurt, and that was pretty much it for Andy Dalton. But it's it's very, but it could be very similar in that, you know, we might see a better P.J. Walker if he was on the field with the guys that PJ Walker is going to be playing with when it, if God forbid something happens to Justin Fields, PJ Walker is going to be behind Tevin Jenkins and Braxton Jones and Cody Whitehair, Darnell Wright and uh, Nate Davis with, you know, Khalil Herbert behind him. He's throwing to DJ Moore, who he has chemistry with from his time uh, in Carolina. He's out there with Mooney and, and Claypool and Komets and Tunyon and, uh, and all those guys. It's a different, different, no pun intended. It's a different bear than what he's been taking the field on, taking the field with during preseason. So that's something that I want everybody to keep in mind is, no, P.J. Walker has not looked good out there. I haven't heard good things about him in practice, but I believe his veteran presence, at least in the early going, he's going to be the number two quarterback, and he's going to make the roster and be on the team. The the real question then is about Tyson Badgett, who played well last week against the Titans and led an outstanding like 93-97 yard drive uh, against the Colts in the second quarter. He made some good throws, ran the ball in himself to score the touchdown and cap off uh, the drive. He looked fantastic, and there's no arguing that. He has looked good in both games. But you have to keep in mind again, the level of talent he has been playing against and the jump that he's making to the pros. He's coming from a Division II school most people have never heard of before, especially in the football community. I never heard of Shepherd University before or Shepherd College or the University of Shepherd or whatever. Um, I couldn't even tell you where it is. So, but, you know, he was a man amongst boys in Division Two, so he earned his shot at the pros. And But he's also playing against twos and threes and fours. And the category of guys that he's been playing against in these two preseason games, especially last week against the Titans, when uh, I believe he played last in the fourth quarter. So last week against the Titans, he's definitely played a bunch of, uh, against a bunch of guys who won't make the team who won't be practice squad players, they're going to be on the street bagging groceries in a month. Okay? He's playing against guys that are most likely practice squad players, special teamers, or at best backups. He played against zero starters last week. 
and very much to the same. He, he, he took over in the second quarter. So he's definitely playing against, at best, he was playing against second stringers. But at best, he's playing against guys that are backups, special teams players, and practice squad guys. So that being said, he has looked fantastic against that talent, which makes you interested in what he might look like against the ones. However, I think it's a little drastic. So remember last week when I told you guys to pump the brakes on thinking that we're going to be an all-world offense because we took two dump-off passes for big touchdowns last week? Well, we kind of came crashing down to earth as far as that goes this week, but we also didn't see our starters play. But I want everybody to do that also with Tyson Badgent as well. Okay? He's not the second coming of Christ. He's, he's, he's definitely taking the ball and running with it, this opportunity that he's been given, an undrafted free agent from a lower level, uh, lower level of competition, gets a shot at the pros. He is doing outstanding. But, you know, also keep in mind he's coming from Division Two. He's also playing against guys, most of which aren't going to be on the f- team uh, after next week when they play the final preseason game. At best, there'll be special teamers and practice squad guys that he's been playing up against uh, in these games. That being said, I want Badgen on the roster because I don't want the Bears to risk. I think that he'll clear waivers. Like if the Bears cut him on final cutdown day, I believe he would clear waivers and that he would be eligible to sign on the practice squad. However, with, you know, I, I do fear that he, we would most likely lose him at some point during the season. Like, say, if somebody lost their starting quarterback for the season and now their backup's got to become a starter, they're going to sign Badgen off the practice squad to be their new backup or be their new development uh, guy. He's going to be their emergency uh, quarterback. Because when you're on a practice squad, you are eligible to be scooped up by anybody who's willing to put you on their 53 at any time. So literally every day that Tyson Badgen is on the practice squad is a day we risk losing him. So I want Badgen to be the number three. If Nathan Peterman is still eligible to be on the practice squad, let him be the one that clears waivers and plays uh, on the practice squad. I want to hang on to Tyson Badgen because I see what everybody else sees. I see the potential. I see how cool, calm, and collected he was. Uh, against the Colts you never got a sense that the moment got too big uh, for him or anything like that as the pressure mounted and we got closer and closer to the goal line he led the team and he did the job and and finished it himself uh, by running it in so I see the potential and I want the Bears to hang on to him but for all of this hullabaloo about him possibly being the number two quarterback going into week one everybody stop everybody just stop that right now it's way too early for that. It is way too early for that. I know we as the or, we as an organization do not have a reputation for uh, you know developing quarterbacks and bringing them along or anything like that. But we're also doing a lot of things we never did before under Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and things like that. So how about this be a new trend uh, of ours? You know, we take this this developmental kid, and we actually hang on to him and develop him to, you know, possibly be our number two guy next year. Because, you know, P.J. Walker did sign a two-year contract, but it was a two-year, $4 million contract. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably front-loaded with the guaranteed money, which means we could probably cut him for free next year. 
So he comes in, maybe he makes it through the season. And like I said, Badgett be on the roster. Badgett will be number three. And at maybe at some point during the season, P.J. Walker's still not getting a grasp on the offense. And Badgett's still lighting it up in practice. Hey, week number six, you know, there's been an update to the depth chart. Tyson Badgett's number two now. That's fine. Okay, but to say he's number one on the, you know, the number, the first guy off the bench, God forbid something happens to Justin Fields, I believe is premature. You know, for me, let's keep him on the 53. Don't risk losing him, you know, to somebody who needs a backup quarterback and signs him off our practice squad and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Let's not do any of that noise. Let's put, I want him on the roster, not on the team. Because you can make the team and not be on the roster. It's called the practice squad. I don't want him on the practice squad because, like I said, every day that he's on the practice squad is a day we risk losing him to somebody else. Because anybody can just come and post. They don't have to ask permission. They just have to sign him, put him on their 53-man roster, and he's gone. And what a waste that would be. So make him the number three. I definitely trust him as our third-string quarterback or, God forbid, an emergency guy that's got to come off the bench if – Walker and Fields go down in the same game. I would trust him with that way more than I would trust Nathan Peterman. That's for sure. We've all seen what Nathan Peterman does in actual game situations. No, thank you. Okay, I'd rather take my chances with somebody who hasn't done it before than somebody I've watched do the same thing over and over again uh, in his career. So if, if, if Peterman is eligible for the practice squad, God bless him. He clears waivers. The Bears want to keep him. No problem. Do not put Tyson Badgent, A, on waivers. B, do not put him on the practice squad because we'll risk losing him. If um, We'll risk losing him at some point. I just, I just have a feeling about this. I want him on the roster, not on the team. Okay, I want him on the roster. I want him on the 53 when we make the final cuts. Let him be the number three. Give him some more time to, uh, to stew in his juices and, and improve and see more. Uh, you know, NFL defenses in practice and let them run scout team for us. That would be a good boost uh, for our defense and all that kind of stuff. It'd be good experience for him going up against the number one uh, defense every single day uh, in practice, uh, getting the best that we have to offer uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking more in terms of his development right now, making him the number two, that's the sexy thing to do. That that's what feels right at this point, especially with the way PJ Walker has performed. I think we would see a different PJ Walker if he was out there with the starters. If the level of you know talent that he was on the field with was better, I would think I think we'd see a better version of him uh, as well. So, like I said, God forbid something happens to Fields, the person I want coming off the bench right now is PJ Walker, not Tyson Badgett. You know. Like I said, P.J. Walker, he's got the chemistry with, with D.J. Moore for their time together uh, in Carolina. He's, he's been a starter uh, in this league as recently as last season. He won games for Carolina last year. He's the choice right here, right now. He absolutely is. He hasn't played like it. I will grant everybody that. It has been very disappointing what we've seen from P.J. Walker thus far. But I'm hoping it's more of an Andy Dalton situation well of course Andy Dalton played like shit he was out there with guys that are not going to even be on the goddamn roster when we play week one against the Rams in 2021 and that's exactly what happened he was out there getting his ass kicked left right and center and I mean it just it showed the talent deficit between him and and Justin Fields because Justin was going out with the same guys and balling out that's great but 
we weren't giving Andy Dalton a fair shake at, uh, you know, being our starting quarterback, especially since our head coach at the time was pounding the table that Andy Dalton was our starter. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> then do me a favor and don't put him out there with the fifth, sixth, and seventh wide receiver and our third and fourth string uh, offensive line because he looks awful, and the last thing in the world I want to do is see this guy play right now. It's like, you think I want him to be the starter after watching him perform like that with the, you know, with the future garbage men that you have on the field with him? Nonsense. But that was the incompetence of Matt Nagy that we're dealing with here. This isn't so much incompetence on the part of Eberflus or whatever. It's like... He's the backup, so he's playing with the backups. That's just what it is. But I think with um, if P.J. Walker's out there with the starters and he's got a better crop of talent around him, you'll see a better P.J. Walker. That's just my opinion. And, and right now I'd feel a lot more comfortable with him coming off the bench than I would Tyson Badgett uh, at the moment. Tyson Badgett, he's playing well, and I want to see him develop and, you know, um, grow into the number two spot. I don't want him to get it because PJ Walker's had two shitty preseason games and is, you know, struggling with the people that he's playing with. So that's just my two cents uh, on it. I I look forward to Saturday's game uh, against the bills. It's another Saturday afternoon affair. It's a 12 noon kickoff for us here in the central uh, time zone. It will be my first official day back in the Chicagoland area because I move out of my apartment here in Cedar Rapids on Friday. So Friday will be spent loading up the truck and driving across the state and um, well driving out of Iowa across Illinois and into Northwest Indiana where my father lives um, just outside uh, of Illinois. And uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll kick up my feet and uh, I'll be harassed by a bunch of uh, slobbery, you know, furry dogs <laughs> And uh, we'll watch the game, and I'll listen to my dad curse the television uh, when we don't do something right. And, uh, you know, that's what my life is going to be for the next few months and um, get a new gig and uh, put some money together and get my own place uh, in the Chicagoland area. I'm very much looking uh, forward to that, being home with my family for the first time in, what, 15 years at least. Um, So, yeah, the last time I lived at home was January 2008. So, yeah, it's been more than 15 years now, almost 16, frankly. But I'm back to give it another try and uh, see what the future holds for me. But uh, one thing's for sure, the show's going to keep plugging along. Um, And um, it'll be a lot less quiet in the background. Well, actually, I told you guys about the dogs and and the barking. We might hear that from time to time. But uh, right now, if you guys hear my air conditioner uh, in the background, Usually I turn it off for podcasts, but it's the it's hot as balls August right now, so we'll just have to suffer with the noise for this episode. Dad's got central air, so that's not an issue uh, at his house. Plus, I do the show in his basement, so a lot quieter uh, down there. Unless, of course, our big slobbery mastiff is uh, barking right above my head. Then, then things are different. But uh, nonetheless, um, but next Saturday when the Bears and the Bills kick off. For the final preseason game, I will be an official uh, Chicago Landian uh, again and uh, see what the future holds for us uh, from there. So uh, come back next Sunday, Monday at the latest. Uh, we'll have a couple of shows between between now and the season officially kicking off. We'll have our 
uh, our, our week three uh, preseason, preseason week three review uh, next Sunday. Like I said, Monday at the latest. Uh, and then we'll have our 53-man roster uh, show. Maybe we'll bring somebody on. Like maybe, maybe we can bring Lauren in or uh, Lauren Cox or maybe Eric Lambert or somebody like that to kind of help us talk about uh, our thoughts and feelings about the 53-man uh, roster and uh, you know do, we'll do something to to fill up that uh, what what's what's gonna feel like forever the two week break between uh, Bears Bills and Bears Packers because the thing that sucks about the way they have the preseason set up now is that it's Saturday the twenty sixth is the last preseason game and it's it's two weeks and a day until the Bears and Packers kick it off on September tenth now granted. Next, the following weekend is when college football starts. So we'll have competitive football, you know, Labor Day weekend uh, and everything, but it won't be the Bears, not until the 10th. So, but, uh, you know, like I said, we'll have at least those two shows between now and then, and then we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll kick it off with the season. We'll have our week one preview uh, for Bears Packers. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll still be doing the NFL show. As a matter of fact, I have an announcement about that NFL show next week. Uh, for you guys so tune in uh, for that I've got some news uh, about how we're doing the NFL show this year uh, and everything else so um, yeah that's all I got keep this one short and sweet guys Um, the Tyson Badgett hype is real but uh, let's be a bit more practical about it let's make sure that he's on the roster that he is our number three that we're developing him and we're not going to risk losing him by keeping him on the practice squad Making him number two over P.J. Walker right now, way too premature. It's way too early, way too early for that. So, you know, if he earns that job throughout the season and then we hear like week eight or week nine that Tyson Badgett's the number two guy, I don't have a problem with that. But right here, right now, this is more of a knee-jerk reaction than something that feels well thought out and, you know, methodical and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'd feel much better if eight weeks from now when the season is is, you know, on, you know, full bore that if Tyson Badgett's number two at that point, okay, I'm cool with that. He's, he's gotten another two months of NFL defenses, running the scout team, going against the ones every day. If he's still showing up against those guys, then great. I'm good. But if if they come in and name him number two uh, for week one, I think we're seriously jumping the gun. So Anyway, guys, come back next weekend for Bears Bills. We'll wrap up the preseason and get ready for week one, the 2023 campaign that we've all been waiting for probably since the start of the 2022 season. And uh, until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.